0: welcome to the your message received podcast and now taking your message to the finish line your host john duffin hey folks john duffin here with duffin media welcome back to another episode of your message received your message received is the podcast the platform the home to help you find your best most true authentic business voice help your most authentic voice period get what you want Find what you need, improve your results, meet the person of your dream, win billions of dollars. Can't guarantee the last two yet. We're working hard on those last two. But all the other ones, I feel good that we could deliver for you. Uh, we love the fact you continue to listen to us on Spotify and iHeartMedia. Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. And thanks also for tuning into the video version of the program, too. That's made me really happy on our YouTube channel. So keep liking, sharing, subscribing. And folks, the reason that we get to deliver all of that stuff is because I bring on people who walk the walk. Today is absolutely no exception. I'm so, so, so excited uh, that I can bring on today's guests. So, What is it said? It has been said about Chris Ishan that he is a kick-ass dad and a passionate entrepreneur. Can I say that again? A passionate entrepreneur with a heart for helping others. I trust the source and I believe that implicitly. Away from that helps kids, helps adults, Helps in general. I've had the pleasure to know Chris now for oh my god, I'm good so for. It's only been a matter of months, but it feels like years to me at this point. Chris Eisen, welcome to the show. Awesome,
1: thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I've been watching you for years on on social, and so I think we met last year's summit of greatness. Yep. Dad, last year being 2022. Mm-hmm in columbus ohio oh. started following you on social uh started joining toastmasters working on mm-hmm. my public speaking inspired by the 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 way <clears throat> that you present and the way that you speak and carry yourself i was like in awe and I'm, mm-hmm. like, i I want to learn those skills and so toastmasters was my my way of uh stepping into that learning.
0: <laughs> I love that. And folks, if you're familiar at all with Toastmasters, then you know that you can get so much value from that. Not to mention, uh they are often tough classes. So I mean, it's all very precise in regards to what they're teaching and and instilling. So I love the fact Chris that you've taken that on, here's where I really remember the relationships starting. And, and for me, I remember the meeting last year, and that was great. And last year at Summit was a blur for me because I was only there a night and a day. And folks, not yeah. talking in code, Summit of Greatness is Lewis Howes' events that, that are run. There's this annual event, as Chris said, in Columbus, Ohio. But if you follow Lewis Howes, and if you don't, you should. <laughs> there's so many great byproducts and it's most often led by the people that are there including chris so i remember all the meetups and everything kind of, as i said felt like a blur to me because i was on an abbreviated schedule this year before we went back uh to summit we were part chris and i Uh, would be part of these Zoom meetings and setups that were going into it. And I felt like that's where the relationship started to accelerate in terms of, I really need to know more. And the details were starting to come through. Chris, how long have you been connected, whether it is, and I mean, of course, we're going to talk about each facet, but with greatness itself, how long have you been going, attending, attending, believing whatever the word is I've been in the work
1: as I'd call it for about wow. 10 years yeah 10 years Wow, wow. yeah like for me this all so I don't I there's very few people there's one kid that I know that was 19 when mm-hmm. he started down the path of like personal mm-hmm. development and he took it as like instead of going to college and learning the college courses, I'm going to go to university of me and learn about me so that I can transplant myself into the world in, in the best setting that fits me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was, that's, I've never seen anybody else do that. I've only seen what people were taught. You know, you go to school, you get good grades, you, you, you get good grades. So you can get into a good college. You try to get scholarships or whatever you can. And there's, there's like coaching and all these like, pushes towards that right and people to help you uh and then you go to college and you get that degree and then you go and you get that job and you're like why did you pick that degree as far as i my uh interaction with why people got it the degree they got was based around pay well mm-hmm. these are my personality traits which one's going to pay me more mm-hmm. then i'll go do that right or they end up in a position where they're making you know a pauper salary and they're, they're unhappy because they're broke all the time right right so i i kind of went down that pathway it's like man and ended up in relationships and in situations that weren't necessarily the best for me but it was what was in front of me and so i was just, just kinda, yeah just kind of eating what was served to me if you will right, right? instead mm-hmm. of like choosing mm-hmm. what i wanted from the menu mm-hmm. uh, of life And I seen this kid, Ryan, uh, Mm -hmm. just choose. It's like, wow, that's bold. You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, how did, how did, what's giving you that level of confidence to just not do everything that everybody else is telling you to do. And he was talking about the the journey of personal growth and and self-development. And that, to me, opened my eyes to how this can actually impact people around me, because that up until that point, I only saw how it affected me, you know, I was seeing things through this bubble as opposed to like 360 and seeing how all the parts and components work together in the world. Does that make sense? It I does. I mean.
0: and, I, and I love that you say that because what you use the word in describing Ryan, right? Um, mm-hmm. as bold. And and I and if I I love that choice of words, I would have for me, I'm probably like. I, I admire that so much now, but I don't think I would have admired that ten years ago. I, I one of the things that I'm so grateful for is the is that you keep you know you get the chance to keep learning and evolving and, and realizing that. I love the way you describe the college path for me. Uh, it, it's what is if I heard you correctly. It's what personality traits suit you know like is it a more easy linear fit into one of the categories. And I I get that. Mine for me was, was what it was a combo of at my numerous runs at Villanova University, where, as I've said, it was 20 years, 20 years and two flunk outs of Uh, of that of that quest to get a four-year degree and I hit every uh, every major every business major I tried every one of them uh you know what I mean like oh did it until no 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 and then finally and this is why I think what you just brought up is so enlightening I just wanted the degree and I didn't even care at this point, what it was in, it was mine is, uh, is an arts degree with a minor in communications. And I'm like, great, great. Uh, uh, right. So I would have looked at Ryan as, as if I would have looked also as weird. And that's, that's the part shame on me. You know what I mean? More like I'm saying, that's weird. Uh, I don't get that. So you see it as also a bold choice, which is pretty wonderful. Um, I love the fact, cause I feel like, I mean, look, you've done a hell of a lot professionally, not to mention personally as well, too. And and so you could never say that the path you took is like, I mean, was was a wrong move. I'm just curious, like, as you were making decisions growing up and then going through the college route, as you described, and, and trying to find the right fit. Would be with the emotion, one of them anyway uh, that you were feeling be more like confidence, fearlessness. How were you in terms of making those decisions back then?
1: Well, back then it was robotic. Yeah, yeah you it. know, it's it, yes. it was like whatever I saw other people doing or whatever the narrative of what mm-hmm. what I had been told was the path. So I kept doing the university thing. Uh, went to university of Toledo racked up a bunch of loans and then was mm-hmm. like oh, I'm going to go work this job to, mm-hmm. to pay for some of this stuff right. because the last mm-hmm. thing I want to do is graduate with a, a quarter million dollar debt yeah um, and, and at the same time I was like I didn't want to sign up for more classes until mm-hmm. I was like confident that I'm going down the right path mm-hmm. so there was like because I'm I'm looking at that bill going man I'm gonna have to pay this at some point right and I feel I feel like a lot of kids and and I could be wrong here but this is just the sense that I get is they don't even look at the expense they mm-hmm. just they they're they're focused on that piece of paper well this is what like what I have to do mm-hmm. all, you know if if I want to have financial success mm-hmm. and all right. of those things this is the path I have to take in mm-hmm. in fact in the in the lower um income communities they give them free college You know, if you graduate high school, you get college for free, right? But but the thing is, is like, and this is where colleges are just raking in the cash. Yeah. And you 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 said it. Forty years of trying to get that piece of paper. How many tens of thousands of dollars have you given to that?
0: Oh, my heart hurts when you even say that out loud. My. Yeah, it's a house, a car. It's true. It's true, and. I felt like for me the worst part in that process of young, like like kid to young adult, right? I mean, it, that that in that process that there was so much external judgment in, in that sense. And, and so I asked you what like 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 you the emotion, you said robotic. One of the things that I was, for me, it was fearful because I remember questioning it and then just not shutting down, but it's like, okay, you know, I, I'll I'll online. Yeah, you fall in line. Yeah. So that was to me, it was like, it was often fear based in terms of there. So I just did it. And it's like, and and so I love the fact that you were seeing things, and and, and things were red, or you were seeing people and people were resonating uh, in that regard. What was family like, like for you?
1: So what's interesting is my mom was a teacher, this, okay. this cracks me up. So my personality is business, right? Like, right? like I was born to be an entrepreneur. I was born to be a you know presenter, public speaker, leader, oh. thought provoker, whatever you want to label it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that was in me when I was first grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom saw it, knew it, everything. In high oh. school, she taught business. She taught business professionals of America, if you're familiar uh, with Yeah, that. yeah, yeah and never once talked to me about it. I didn't even know that this thing existed <laughs> until I think I I was like 23 okay and she she had some event going on and she needed some judges and she's like, "Hey Chris, would you come judge this event mm-hmm. for you know, you know up at the for the thing?" and I'm like, "Well, what is this?" Like, "Wow, this is awesome." Like, "Did this just start? Like, I wish they had this when I was in school." And she's like, right. "They did. I ran it." I'm like, what? She's like, wow. Yeah, where do you think I what do you think I did on um every third Saturday of the month? I'm like, I, I had no idea. I have no idea what you did. You never talked right. about you it. You went to
0: work. Uh yeah, like you did.
1: Yeah. So to me, that was like the disconnect. because mm-hmm. uh, cause the other thing is I'm I'm the type of person as I observe and then I think about like not just how do I fix the solution for me, but like long term right oh so i see this leak in the in the pipe and mm-hmm. the, the leak is this disconnect between mom and dad or Go mom back. and kid child yeah. or or child not aware of the information that's available to them mm-hmm. so it's like for schools and for those organizations it's like how do they connect with the kids how do they get raise the awareness level that mm-hmm. these things exist for the kids and i think one is just repetition you got know it. they got to be involved in the schools but mm-hmm. secondly it's up to the parents. And and that's where I started down this journey was talking to parents with the podcast, mm-hmm. Kick-Ass Dad.
2: Yeah.
1: You had said, you know, I was a kick-ass dad. I was a kick-ass dad because I started a podcast to inspire and motivate and and teach parents and mm-hmm. dads specifically right. On on how to be the best influence for their children, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we are. We are the influence. We are the role models that they have and hopefully, they go out into the world and be productive and, and and contribute to society's betterment, right? At least I think that's most of our goals.
0: Uh, they're da- it's a damn good one. Um, and 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 folks, even and and I definitely want to come back to this, but I was going to say just just as, as as a heads up that our guest happens to be a digital marketing consultant, business leader, marketing like revenue generator. And all of this too, which is what I love about this entire package, which is you're not just the salesperson, you're not just the life coach, you're not just the business leader, you're not just a content creator, but you've got this passion, like you say in your own bio, this passion in terms for helping other people with this heart. Here's the question in in that regard, which is as you were launching back then, so you're in your 20s, right? If I'm doing the math right, Mm you are still in your 20s when you launched the podcast and, and the initiative.
1: No, the podcast and stuff came in my
0: thirties. Okay, at, talk to me after about after what happened. Right, but theres was this. I want to ask you about Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was this level of awareness. Like, so I went basically all the way up into my thirties in this, hmm. you know, robot. What I call like robot mode, where I right. did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right, I had a job, I paid the bills, I took care oh. of my family, and everything else. And I come home. It's a Wednesday night. Mm. and the house is empty Mm. no couch no bed kids clothes everything except for my clothes were there but i had nowhere to sleep nowhere to sit no kitchen table and it's like that's a gut check right like that to to me that was the the catalyst that i needed so to go hey (laughs) let's hold this giant mirror up to my life and Mm. what my results are because I'm in this moment right now, like, oh my God, what have I done? Right. You know, to, to be in this place. And then and then I realized, well, it's a multitude of things. And it goes back to that day I graduated high school and was out let out into the world to determine what I wanted to do with myself. Right. And I just kept doing ev- everything that everybody said I should do. And I, I wasn't finding any happiness. I wasn't mm. finding fulfillment. Mm. I, I I'm like is this it? Is mm-hmm. this what I have to look forward to for the rest of my life until mm-hmm. I'm six, you know, mm-hmm. to me, 60 was like, I'm, I'm going to be dead at 60. You know? <laughs> and it's funny. Right. And I, but I
0: get it. I get it. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay. and then now, you know, I'm like in my mid forties, like I hope I like, yeah, right. I oh,
0: oh, trust like, me. Yeah, and, you're, and the host of the show is like, well, <laughs> I don't want to keep looking over my shoulder to see. Is it my day? But, um, but yeah, it's like, so here's when you walked into that room, into that empty room, how long did it take you? I don't mean hours, but what I mean is how long did it take you to get through the, to push past the, I can't believe this is happening that it's here. And this is a front to, I have to do a it's twofold. Uh, and folks, as I'm literally looking at my guest whiteboard behind him, here's again, quite the innovator in regards to laying out plans, but how long did it take you to go from, uh, the shock, disbelief, anger, whatever the emotions were to fear to, okay, I need to do something and then actually do something.
1: Well, when it first happened, I thought, oh, this is gonna, you're like in, um, like disbelief like oh hmm. she'll be back tomorrow kind of a deal mm-hmm. and and she and i'll be honest like it she was playing a game with me mm. she wanted to move out so that i'd chase her so that i'd make a big deal um but literally everything i had done up until that point had been for the betterment of the family right nothing had been done for me mm-hmm. so when i'm sitting in this house by myself i'm yeah. pissed yeah. I'm pissed. Like I have worked my ass off for you to leave. Mm-hmm. I've done, I what, what more do you want from me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've literally given you everything, all the money I have, all my time. My entire life has been going to this job. Mm-hmm. I was working night shift, 12 hour days, seven days a week. I lived my job mm-hmm. to pay the bills, to pay for the house, to pay for the things. And then you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like, you know, I, you know what, here's my, this, this is what I said to myself, this, you leaving is my opportunity to focus on me. Love like, cool, Mm -hmm. cool. Peace. Have fun. Go do whatever you're going to go do discover, you know, this is what you needed. You needed that space in that time. I'm going to take just as much advantage of it because Mm -hmm. I was a a full-time dad of four kids. So now I went from a full-time dad of four kids and a wife to single for you know I, I got the kids on the weekends because I worked you know night shift during the week right they were at school during the day except my daughter I had her um during the day but the other three kids were off at school mm-hmm. uh so it's like you know I'm gonna figure out me mm-hmm. and so that's where I just started figuring out like what well well how do I do that mm-hmm. what does that look like mm-hmm. right and like I don't know I'll, I'm gonna buy some books. I you know go buy some books, start reading. John. Do you C. Remember Maxwell. any of the uh,
0: any books that resonated to you more than others? It was like leadership, like how do I become the leader of my own life?
1: And there was something. Um, I don't have it here behind me. I have like a, a stack of books here, but uh, John C. Maxwell was the first uh, author that I really uh, dove into,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and his stuff was all like contextual leadership. Like to be a great leader, you need to have these qualities. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, then I'm at my job, right? Like, how do I be a leader in my job? Well, the job I'm in is union. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not bumping anybody out of the line and I'm not, you know, unless, unless I go to college and get that engineering degree, I'm not going to move up into that area. So it's like, I'm just kind of, kind of stuck in this position Right. And this isn't, and they're talking about, oh, what's your vision for your life? And it's like, well, like nobody here in this entire plant of 2,200 people, not a single one of those people is living the life that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I had to look around and, and to the world and go, who is living the life that I want? Right. <laughs> and go, that guy is, you know, I like what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. like. How's he doing it? Mm-hmm. And that was the guy, uh, David
0: T.S. Wood. Ah, okay. I don't know if you're familiar. Familiar, but... not not fluent, familiar. Mm-hmm.
1: So he is a motivational speaker. He does a lot of like workshops on, you know, owning your voice, mm-hmm. empowerment, right. that kind of thing. Um, and he does a lot of his work with within the um, MLM world, multi-level mm-hmm. marketing yeah. world. Yeah. Because the key thing that, in the multi-level marketing world that people need is that confidence and everything to go out and share their business with confidence. Right. right? You know, um, so that's where he works at or the, his primary market. Um, uh, so I connected with him and started doing what he said. He said, challenge yourself, do something that, that scares you that you never even thought possible for you. Right. Start a podcast. And then Kick-Ass Dad became, yep. I started talking to some other dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were going to start this podcast, Kick-Ass Dad. Do you want to be a part of that? Yeah, sure. Okay, right. boom. Start writing email campaigns, mm-hmm. Start doing, you know, how do we grow this podcast? Mm-hmm. At the time, this was 2012, Um, there wasn't Facebook marketing.
0: No, there wasn't even and, half the platforms, let alone Facebook. Marketing. Right. No?
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Basically, you had LinkedIn, you had Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Twitter. That Instagram, I think, was a thing, but it was like not a Facebook right. thing. Yeah, it was down the road. So anyway, yeah. so we start this podcast. We're grassroots growing mm-hmm. it through through Facebook. We end up right. with twenty thousand listeners to our yeah. show. It starts, okay. Now we're gonna teach people how to run their own podcast. Mm -hmm. We launch a podcast mastermind. We learn how to monetize, make some revenue Mm -hmm. from the podcasting world. It's like, okay, this is cool. We start teaching people how to do it. And we get, you know, revenue from that. And then we see all these cool podcasts. Then uh crowdfunding becomes this Mm -hmm. thing. And -hmm. so as we're recording the podcast, this whole time I'm learning, I'm working nights, you know, working at the job, working 12 hour shifts, Mm -hmm. coming home with like barely any sleep. Hit and record. I have at work the whole day, those 12 hours. I made all my notes. Mm-hmm. So when I was ready to go, you know, like roll up to the computer, record, hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I'm like, do my thing. And then it's like, all right, you know, like load it and fall asleep.
0: Question When you were doing like in that rhythm. I'm doing what I need to do in regards to the job. Then I'm back and I'm dead tired. And trust me, I, 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 I can feel that. And if anyone, I'm sorry, I'll say that better. As anyone who are entrepreneurs knows that feeling of, I just don't feel like it, but you do it anyway. Which felt more true to you when you were doing it? Even though you're dead tired um, and your butt dragging and all that stuff, what felt more true to you when you were doing it?
1: all i could think about was how could i get out of the job so uh, that i could spend my time doing this
2: uh, ah okay.
1: i was like I, I, cuz all those things that i wrote about were
2: right.
1: was my therapy going through my divorce it was mm-hmm. it was all these things that i was uncovering and discovering about me right from when i was a kid to mm-hmm. you know how i communicated to you know, how I was showing up as a husband and how Mm -hmm. I was showing up as a father. Mm -hmm. It's like, dang, look at the string that ties these things all together, right? That make me. Mm -hmm. And how many of those stories aren't my freaking story?
0: Right.
1: That's what mom told me. That's what other people. Mm -hmm. John and Jacob, not John, (laughs) like all these bills and Susans in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. telling me all these things. I, I mean, I can remember my dad saying one thing to me one time, and it, and then that me making a decision from that point on that I was not going to do that that thing. What was and that? that? Was I, okay. So eighth grade, I won class clown.
0: Great. Is that oh, good? Yeah. I think it's good. I like it.
1: My dad says, "If you're a clown, who's gonna ever take you serious?" Oh wow! I was like, oh. Like here, I was proud. Hey, I won class clown. Mm-hmm. And that was the feedback I got from my dad. I wanted, I love stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. From is, I remember coming home, right? You know, I'd ride the bus, walk home, and yeah. I was home by myself for mm-hmm. the first three hours, like a lot of us 80s kids were. Sure. <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching Comedy Central. Back then, Comedy Central was nothing but stand up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching stand up. I want to be a stand up comedian. I'm not that kid in that, that, kid that like made fart noises and got class clown. I was the kid that would like wait for the right moment and then lay that joke and get the whole class
0: rolling. So you did the work. You literally yeah. did the work, man. Uh, all right. That's, it's crazy to me. And by the way, folks, uh, for those watching and listening, I, I literally, that, that actually hurt my heart because it's like, I'll bet you your dad had no idea of the power of that statement. I'll bet he had no idea that it was just a minor whatever to get you back in line or whatever dads did. Uh, and, and I'm older than you. So it's like, I, I get the, the, the. but these are the things that's why it, it's like, when we talk about the arc to authenticity, it's like, so in my mind that hurt my heart because that would be an immediate case of shutting someone's true personality. I'm not shut it down, turn it off. Literally just yeah. turn flip the switch. And now you've got to be something other than you, uh, doing whatever anyone tells you to do. Um, as you're building this new blueprint, remind me—I'm doing the math. So you're in your 30s now, right? The, the podcast is going, and you're and you're starting to do these things. And so, what you build the podcast, you've got the crowdfunding. You've got, like I said, you've got the funding going. You're generating, if I saw correctly, millions of dollars in regards to crowdsourcing. Who did yeah. you turn to at that point to help you make decisions? Who was your support base, or was it all you?
1: That's where I struggled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I listened to podcasts. I you know I would. David was so gracious that he you know he message me back and forth. Right. He invite me out to events, mm-hmm. and and we go to his hotel room and chat. Like I mean, he was a, a is a fantastic mentor. However. Like with everything that I was doing, he's busy doing his own thing. I'm busy doing my own thing. He's in, you know, Canada. I'm over in Toledo. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying. You know, I'm just looking for mentors. I'm looking, and I Mm -hmm. found some local people. Part of a Score Service Corps of retired entrepreneurs.
0: Thank you. And I I took them. them Thank you. Literally, thank you. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they're in your area. They're they're a nationwide company uh, organization. And they're, they're there to help entrepreneurs, like mm-hmm. figure out the, the next steps, build that business plan, whatever the, the case is for you. But I reached out to score. Cause in, at this point we were literally, we had made $7 million on oh, yeah. our, in, oh, yeah. in our first, this was our first eight months of crowdfunding. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going what I'm doing with this. Like this is blew up way out of my yeah. league. Right. So I'm, turn into these guys well this guy owens of corning owens 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 um oi i owens illinois yeah okay. anyway they made oh, shingles and um uh, insulation and like a bunch of stuff for construction right. they've got right. thousands of different SKUs mm-hmm. and things and norm the guy i was working with his job was the marketing and branding okay Ah, okay so i'm like dude he's gonna know Mm -hmm. everything you know Mm -hmm. at scale right Mm -hmm. we're here we are this little crowdfunding this was an idea Mm -hmm. now we're at seven million dollars within eight months at the end of the year we had been at Mm -hmm. 13.5 we're in negotiations with procter and gamble for a a, a, a buyout right of a lot of money Mm -hmm. more than i'd ever dreamed of in a year Mm -hmm. um And so, you know, it was like getting the the information and the the stuff from them. Now, I wasn't the CEO of the company. I was the director of marketing. So I only had control over marketing. Um, Anyway, that particular business ended up going bankrupt and going out of business. Like, it's like, sure, boop. Yeah, and and, and
0: this this is why it's like one of the things I keep realizing is that there are point people, like, for instance, I wanted to go back to, like, like it's funny, as you're speaking about all that, and the way that you've built up your own, I'm sorry, you were building your initial blueprint, I'll say that better, uh, that I'm thinking of that kid, Ryan, right, and I keep going back to him, because it's like, so one of the things that I think is really important in regards to the sense of one of the things that you do specifically, Chris, which is give back. I mean, talk, give back, and at all levels. That is like kids, adults, you know, groups, men, women, younger, older. It's it, it, it's because it's crazy. Those numbers were crazy to me, what you just batted out in 2012. Now everybody's got a podcast. I mean, you know, there's some good ones like this one, but <laughs> but I mean, that it's so easy to take those steps it was really hard but the sense then that it's like okay you're all by yourself Ryan literally is probably getting ostracized like what's this weirdo doing not focusing on his you know science and history uh he's you know what I mean doing building a life and you're taking it on in your 30s what after that knockdown which is quite serious as you just said everything goes bankrupt at this point what the hell do you do
1: well, that was yeah. I mean, for for me, that was just one project I was working on. One project it was, <laughs>
2: it,
1: yeah. I mean, it was like all of these different things kept right kind of falling into my lap. It was yeah. really interesting because I did the podcast, and we had the success with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while I was working at GM, right, I found a way to to leave the factory job. So I was like, oh, hey. I can make money online you know it's right, like so right. then I, I started taking on different projects mm-hmm. and so when the thing with it when this project fell through a lot of fingers were pointing at me
2: yeah
1: and Sorry. and so what's in what's interesting you know when it, there was five of us that were mm-hmm. making this whole project run right. right and it's like they're like make more money you know we're we're losing money here we need you to make more money and it's like well the mm-hmm. way that thing you know everything cycles and it's like we just went through the holiday cycle mm-hmm. it's like what what do you want me to do i can't make more money in january than we did in december
2: right it's just it you doesn't know, happen
1: <laughs> it doesn't happen mm-hmm. and and they're like, well, we made plans based on this happening. And it's like, well, that was crazy. You should have co- talked to me about that before making those plans.
0: <laughs> well, dreaded revenue projections and business plans that it's like that are made up so often with just made up numbers. And, and you know, and so they have to point a finger. So they point at you. What'd you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just it's like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. like you want to point. I mean, here was the reality of it. I had consulted with people that understood what scaling looked like. Right, a product they were giving me advice. Mm-hmm. I was take you know as the director of marketing. I'm still not the CEO of the company. No. I'm just in charge of what we're putting out marketing
0: wise. Really, it's right? a department, not the whole company. It's a department. Right. So anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so like in in I was actually the digital
0: marketing director not even the vision that. of the marketing department
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> got so it. the ceo and the coo mm-hmm. and then the ceo's wife right all had a meeting and decided to do these things mm-hmm. and here i'm getting advice from these people and and they're suggesting we do these things right. so then when we come to the company meeting my suggestion is the opposite of what these other three already de- decided to do right so it's like well okay i guess i'm along for the ride at this point point. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then it's like well things aren't working because you're marketing it's like what do you mean like my marketing like i don't know you guys you know sky high and yeah. sure i'm sure there's areas where i could have done something different you mm-hmm. know um so i always look at like my opportunity for growth in those situations oh, but love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but as a consultant and that's what I was. I mean, I was the director of marketing, but I was like consulted, mm-hmm. you know, brought on as, as, as a consultant originally. So it was like kind of this weird position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I give my advice and tell you what I think we need to do. But at the end of the day, you're telling me like, what might you're giving me the budget. You're giving me the, you know, what you're willing to, to do here yeah. and I'm doing what I can with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at that point, I left the company. The company ended uh, yeah. up going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. I started consulting other companies, mm-hmm. and then I decided I want to start my own business. Wait, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And learning, really. So I was consulting, helping other people grow their businesses, and had a lot of fun doing that. Worked with a mm-hmm. bunch of different products yes. and projects. Mm-hmm. Got to travel, do some things. But that was the thing: is I got to this point where. I was kind of back where I was at at the beginning of this journey is that life had just kind of taken me down this pathway and I wasn't choosing in that journey each Mm -hmm. time. Right. I I was essentially following the money, but at at the time I was it didn't feel like I was choosing the money. (laughs) It was just like, I'm learning something new and it's like, Oh, look at this. And then it's like, Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Well, at the end of the day, I'm making millions of dollars for all these people. Whereas and I'm paying my bills, but like I didn't I didn't take equity in any of those companies. Right. And so like I, once once my contract was over, my pay was done. And it's like, oh man, like I haven't I haven't actually built any wealth for myself, <laughs> you
0: know? Um, which Happened is fine. A like, lot, by the way. It happens a lot. Uh, yeah. but the theme seems to be for me. That even if the road it gets weird, you know how course correct. So it's like okay. So now it's like all right. I'm going to take the reins. Um, it's it's like how did you build? Like for you, there was a couple of things. I mean, there's a lot in play. Right? Knowing you and who you are and what you do, there's a there's a lot of different spokes, if you will. Um, but one of the things that I realize is that it often all comes back to that sense of whether it, it it's Gathering funding, gathering people, gathering resources. You know how now, and I don't mean now, twenty twenty three, but I'm, but maybe that it, it's like all right. So you get this chance to have this clean slate and to build stuff. What are the priorities for you in the building? Like, what matters to you right now in the building?
1: Well, the first thing I look at is like, where are my skill sets? And this okay. is like what I coach like our yeah, youth as well. Exactly. It's so like, exactly. Like, what are you naturally good at? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that like I've been resistant to is that people are drawn to me naturally in some mm-hmm. to some fashion. I'm not saying I'm some rock star famous, mm-hmm. you know, guy. When I walk in a room, everyone's like, oh. Ah. Yeah. But there is, you know, you have 10 people walk into a room. And who's there's gonna be somebody that stands out to them. I
0: know the field. Absolutely, I get that. In regards and to I, I mean, uh, I get yeah,
1: I have no idea why that is, yeah. but but I am that person that people seem to resonate mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I've just taken that feedback. When I had the podcast, I was getting right. all this feedback from the podcast. Like, why, yeah. why, 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 why? I don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And instead of just asking why, just like accept what it is as it is. Right. And say, well, what do I want to do with this? Mm-hmm. And I, and I love the like Spider-Man quote, you know, with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And so I I think about that as like, well, if people are already listening to me Mm -hmm. naturally, like it just, there's something about me that, that just they're that creates that. So if they're doing that, like, how do I better communicate? How do I work on me to be Mm -hmm. able to deliver messages that I care about? Right. So then I'm looking at the things I'm passionate about, the things I'm good at, where those intersections Mm -hmm. are and then generating possibilities from there from that place as opposed to you know the college like like what am i yeah what am i good i'm good at math well you're going to be an engineer Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. hate math though yeah Yeah, i'm good at it but i hate it well you know so that's why we're going to look at what are my what am i innately good at but also where are my passions Mm -hmm. and and brainstorm and think about where those intersect and and come up with a list of opera or uh, possibilities. Right. And then from that list of possibilities, now we can take our values, like the things that we want in our lives. Mm -hmm. I want to make a certain amount of money. I want to be able to be home or I want to travel or I want to, you know, whatever those things are for you now that you've this list of possibilities. Now, which one of those possibilities matches with your ideal life right mm-hmm. and your value system and then start from that place mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. now let's look at what's it re- what's it require for you to actually be that thing mm-hmm. you found out for me i wanted to be a pilot i was like so senior wow. year of high school wow i got my okay. pilot's license wow yeah uh got my pilot's license So then um w- worked at the airport mm-hmm. but then the airport said well we're not going to give you this discount that we gave you before you're gonna have to pay for it mm-hmm. oh well now i don't make enough money at the airport yeah. well, Now i gotta go get another job mm-hmm. and now if you take that other job now i don't have enough money or i don't have enough time to fly and i'm like man how do people do this how do they get their pilot's license become professional pilots and fly yeah like I, I, like I can't, I can't work at the airport and mm-hmm. fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do they do this? So I start researching it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they join the military, mm-hmm. or, or they live a pauper's life mm-hmm. while they build those hours. Gotcha. They're li- and and they literally do. They make like thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars a year until they can bump up into that next airplane to where they actually make a livable salary. And mm-hmm. you're talking. You're talking a decade that you're stuck at that sound. Easy.
0: Easy. Yeah. If you're selected, if you're selected, and it might be more than a decade, you know? Right. So- yeah. I love the your vision is clear, folks. One of the many things that I've, as I've gotten the privilege of knowing Chris and being a friend of Chris and, and an admirer, is I was also going to add too. One of the things, one of the byproducts of your thought process, it has become to me your action process and and the shareable action process, folks. One of the one of the groups that I now know Chris Eishan from is called Inspiring Elevated Habits. And so I don't know that from anything before, oh my God, your shirt's beautiful by the way. Um, even the colors rock, but it's like walking billboards are awesome. And I think that's part, but here's the thing I'm wondering, is that like ultimately when you are thinking, so how do I get out of this this this, this situation of, I have a pilot's license, but I can't fly. (laughs) And I have, you know, I I love science, but I can't be a scientist. You know what I mean? And I sit here with this stuff. Are the habits that you are formulating and sharing, is that important to this equation? And if so, how?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's So after doing all, you know, living it, experiencing it, going through it myself, Mm -hmm. uh, I also became a life coach. I coached youth. I mm-hmm. coach adults. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I started to see these success principles played out, right? right. And one of the things, and you know, Craig and I, are Oh yeah. my, friend, Our, my god, Craig
0: Mills. I oh, you better be listening to this, Craig. Um watch well, yeah. this love, Craig Mills. Yep.
1: Yeah. So he's my good friend and now business partner. we launched inspiring elevated habits Mm -hmm. as just a place to create conversation around elevating our habits. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, we don't, we don't want this mundane life. So come here get inspired, get motivated Mm -hmm. to do something different. Well, in that we, we got together and said, Hey, these are the things that we found. Craig is a very successful salesperson. Mm -hmm. He's, he's been in multiple industries and created huge success in in Mm -hmm. all of those industries. So, Uh, He took what he's learned, me and my marketing and my coaching and development, and we brought those tools together and we built a success planner Mm -hmm. and a a workshop, Mm -hmm. a training. Mm -hmm. And it's an ongoing training. Mm -hmm. We're we're literally building the pages and the website for that right now Mm -hmm. um, to start onboarding. Our goal is to start onboarding people by the end of November.
0: So hopefully December 1st, we'll be able to... As
1: long as I can get everything built in time.
0: <laughs> well, right, but it, it's a perfect as you learned. December is a good time of year to have things rolling better than January. But um, uh, in terms of a business model, but anyway, I love it. So anyway, so you've got this in the pipeline. What would be the things that matter to you in regards to the model that you are creating? Why should people well, care about well, this for one? That's, that's the others.
1: Yeah, there's so much value to be had. So, you know, if you're at all one of those people that are feeling a little lost or maybe you're in a career or or working a job that it's just not that fuel to your passion I and mean, right. you're looking for that passion, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to quit your job to find that passion,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: the first step is exploring where those passions are, right? Mm-hmm. And and then building up and formulating goals and a plan for your life, mm-hmm. like that's the for the most important piece of all of it is, like decide what you want and go for mm-hmm. it, and you know start building out that plan, because none of this life is a have to, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at I can tell you story after story of how somebody was born with nothing and they're billionaires today, mm-hmm. you know it happens all the time. So your circumstances is not the thing that's holding me back
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's typically having that vision mm-hmm. that's the
0: thing that's holding me back every day when i want what like if you're on social media and you should be like for this reason is it, there tends to be a like there right now there's a cycle of a seven day today uh, today we're focusing on spirituality or finances or your or your wellness or what have you um i want I, I find it the questions that you ask are really on point. It's funny, folks, We uh, I'm holding this up because literally another thing that we get to do, uh, we brought up Craig Mills. Craig Mills, we love you, and Chris Ishen led this book club. We are fairly deep in about ready to wrap up the book, but I think one of the things that matters to me in terms of Chris, the way that you operate, and we were talking about accountability, and forgive me, that's, I lost my train of thought, that's like, that we were, the accountability part, what I realize about you is that you know how to ask questions, and I find that to be really empowering, because I think, so often, I remember talking about this the other night, which was, you know, accountability for me sometimes could be like finger wagging. And so what are some of the questions that if somebody comes to you stuck, like you said, I'm stuck, what are some of the things that you wanna know? You already expressed the one, well, what are you naturally good at? What else are questions that you might ask somebody to at least get an assessment? Not necessarily make a decision, you know?
1: Yeah, the, the basic question
0: yeah.
1: that is the hardest for people to answer is what do you want?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really easy to list out, like, oh, I want a house, I want a car, I want yeah, a motorcycle, yeah. I want a thing, a thing, a thing, a thing, mm-hmm. a ask, thing. Ask the wealthiest people in the world that have all that stuff mm-hmm. if, if that brought them true satisfaction, mm-hmm. you know? So the question is, like, what do you want? What do you really want? Most people want... Love, joy, acceptance, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it then becomes more about how do we create more community, more opportunity for that joy and connection. So typically it becomes less about the revenue generation Mm -hmm. and more about that heart connection Mm -hmm. and in that passion or whatever that is that drives you and inspires you. Mm If you can connect that, the money will, will flow through mm-hmm. whatever that passion is. And, and the reason for that is when you love something and you're passionate about something, you give it your 100% effort. Yeah. When was the last time you went to the Dollar General and had your cashier just like crushing it? <laughs> and, and that's not to dog any dollar general.
0: No, I right, right, right. Yeah, I understand.
1: But the point being is they're they're made, they're making minimum wage. They, they're no. not they're out of passion at any means. Mm-hmm. And and so mostly my experience is like, you know, you you just rather use the self checkout machine
0: because you don't want to deal with the attitude from the employees. That, like, so, amazing that I'll rather not deal with a person. And yeah, I got it. Right. Um, you brought and earlier today, you were like when you were talking about just dragging tired from the union job at GM and then going and then all of a sudden like lighting up the host your podcast. It, it it's like I think you already answered this. I just like I said wanted to be clear in this regard, which was the yeah. set you said like you asked the question, Well, what do you want? It's hardest one to answer how do you get people to answer the question keep asking it
1: <laughs> That's spend, awesome. spend time in the question until you can get your brain to stop thinking mm. that's the key mm-hmm. it's like if if you can get a person to sh- to stop thinking and just let their authentic self come to the surface
2: mm-hmm.
1: instead of like uh, narrate or uh what's the word like um they're uh, editing what they want, what they're going to say before it right. comes out. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. All these internal voices that tell me I, sh- I can't say X, Y, Z, I can't talk about people's finances. I can't talk about money, you know, like politics, abortion, right? Like there's certain things we can't discuss.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> and so we, we're going to filter all that stuff before it actually leaves our mouth. Mm-hmm. Stop that. You got to stop that reaction to hold back and just let it flow journaling is a huge piece that can support that Mm -hmm. is if you just write what do i want what do i want what do i want and just write and let the motorcycle and the tv and the couch and the car and the house and the lake and and, you know the trips let all those things come out and and just keep going until the reality comes out (laughs) like the, the real things right the deeper the deeper um pieces
0: what does authenticity mean to you now for you sharing what yeah you. It, yeah it's
1: like just sharing what's in my heart mm. not reading from a script like none of this one thing i love about this john and i want to thank you for this 100%. is that we didn't, we didn't do this big like preemptive conversation about what we we're going to talk about nope. there's no scripts there's no bullet nope. points Nope. this is straight from the heart yep I'm hearing you, I'm I'm giving you my attention, yep. you're hearing me, mm-hmm. you're giving me my attention, mm-hmm.
0: and we're and we're responding to one another. Exactly. You know? So I that's authentic. I love that. And so I feel like so you now, in addition, like business consultant, blueprints, whiteboards, you coach adults and kids. So first off, from a personal level, what's family like life? Let's do that again. What's family life like? for you now Chris I my wife's a teacher mm-hmm. so I, re- I remarried after the
1: coming home to the empty house am well, I asking? Te- <laughs> yeah she's a teacher she's awesome she's fun she's energetic um, what was kind of cool about our coming together is I had some aunts and my mom were like we really like our, uh, our your cousin Nicole's maid of honor she's a lot of fun she's really cool I'm going, you know, was going through my divorce and just kind of like this Mm -hmm. place. And I saw her being all like bubbly Mm -hmm. at the, the wedding. And so I was like, I'm going to talk to this girl, not even wanting to be in a relationship, just looking for somebody fun to hang out with, you know, like Mm -hmm. trying to find my, you know, find something to do with my, the time I didn't have the kids, you know? Right. Um, And I didn't want to be around the mentality of, the people that i was at work with Mm -hmm. because that that was that union and it just yeah there wasn't it wasn't vibing with what i was trying to create Mm -hmm. and so i met her and we got married and um my son's 22 he's off in the army now Mm -hmm. and my daughter's 14 Mm -hmm. and
0: she's a 14 year old i i don't i don't know if if you've if you've had kids, I've nieces and I've got nieces and nephews, and you, as soon as yeah. you hit that number, it's like, oh god, got it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, <laughs> that's uh, right. But let me ask you: if if the fourteen year old says to you, "I won the class clown award at school," what would you say?
1: Yeah, so that's huge. My mm-hmm. biggest thing is. Cause there was some stuff that she brought to us, yeah. my wife and I yeah. intentionally, because she knew the, of the support that we have mm-hmm. for her. Mm. Uh, mm. And that's my mm. thing is, is like supporting her at whatever is true for her. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's true for her today might not necessarily be, be true to her tomorrow because she's right. in that discovery stage. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm trying to give her space and grace to figure that out. Mm -hmm. The role as father is much more complicated than the role of mentor Mm -hmm. or, or coach, right? Because, because there is so much emotion involved in it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to just take that step back and, and not allow myself to be so emotionally attached to it. But you know, I get that emotional reaction sometimes still, mm-hmm. and it's just, man, noticing it, is that how I wanted to, is that what I wanted to create? No. And just giving myself grace and moving forward with it, you know, doing the best I can every day. And I think the biggest key as a parent yeah, is like just having the best of intentions. You, you got to show up with your best effort. Mm-hmm. And if you're not applying that oxygen mask, if you're not taking care of you, yes. oh. you will not mm. be able to reach that goal that you have of how you want to show up for them. Mm-hmm. It, it it does not work. Mm. If you are strung out, if you're stressed, if you know money's an issue, things are going mm. wrong yeah. in life, you you will take that out on the people around you and the ones closest to you. You've got to get that stuff. You got to get yourself taken care mm-hmm. of. You've got to get structure in into what that is. You know, life is for you, so that you can edu- You can be the example to your kids, and maybe that's maybe that's I'm telling, mm-hmm. but that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Is if I'm teaching my kids chaos, my kids will be chaos. Mm-hmm. If I can teach my kids calm, mm-hmm. I'll be the example of that doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to choose it but they'll they'll have seen it modeled
0: I think it's beautiful, and then two two more questions. Number one, which is in my mind, which just came to me, which is again, I'm going to go back to the early example. Uh, that's that's family, and you just said, "Hey, look, it's 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 because there's more skin in the game, literally in this case. You know, it's harder in regards to family than in regards to being a mentor. But then, all right, so go to the mentor side, and I and I and I want to go back to. And by the way, I hope Ryan's making a billion dollars right now. I hope he, I hope Ryan's making a billion dollars in and influencing a truckload of people. But for any ryan that comes to you whether it's a kid or an adult um and says i would rather focus on this than that how do you help them
1: help them discover you know uh this this term comes to mind Yeah. what will this require of me Mm. so i want to be a pilot Mm -hmm. cool what's that going to require of you if those are the things that you want What's that going to require and how can you get that into the built into your plan? Right. It's like, well, okay. Looking back at myself, I didn't see how Mm -hmm. to be a pilot unless I joined the military. And if I joined the military to be a pilot, you're looking at 10 years Mm -hmm. of enlisting to me, that was like signing my whole life to be in the military. And that wasn't something I wanted to do. Right. So at that point, I didn't see the other opportunities that were as possibilities for me. So pilot was out Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that's not true. As a mentor, I would help discover and uncover the other possibilities that exist. Right. And say, okay, if this is, if this is true, if this is something that you really want to do and you see what it's going to require of you, is this still something you want to do? And just continue to break it down from there. Well, what's that? If that's the goal, what's something you can do today to get to move you towards that goal? What's mm-hmm. Something you can have on the plan to do tomorrow, the next day, to move down that direction.
0: That that beautiful. That big empty whiteboard. Yeah, the last question is simply this is I keep coming back to like, ah, it's beautiful. New, hungry, tons of opportunities. Folks, I saw the other night, there's also a myriad of very cool pens and markers that are a part of that, too. But no, put most one? importantly, I think you have them, right? As I know they're there. Uh, but I was going to say, but the question really becomes, what is what is in the card's for you, I don't even ask 10 year plans. I don't even ask because it's like things evolve and change and morph and and that's good news often. But for Mm -hmm. you, what's next?
1: So, you know,
0: it being my birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I use that day as a day of reflection, Mm -hmm. as a day to look at my life and say, hey, am I moving down the paths that I want to be moving down? Am I making the impacts that I want to be making? Am I leaving the legacy behind that I want to be leaving behind? And what came up for me yesterday was ah. really stepping into the, the coaching world, mm-hmm. stepping into like helping entrepreneurs figure out what that path is for them. Or if they have a concept and an idea, is like, What are the tools and the pieces that I Mm -hmm. need? Because although, yeah, I have the emotional intelligence experience Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. life coach, to business coach. I've also had that scaling. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked with Mm P&G on some major uh, projects, you know, spent... One of the largest companies
0: in America and some of their largest projects. So it's like, that's serious.
1: Millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. a a week. (laughs) So... You know, built, handled some major accounts. So Mm -hmm. not only do I have that emotional intelligence aspect of things, I understand scale and scale, scale at scale, Mm -hmm. right? So what it means to scale and to to operate at that level. So I can support from a business side and Mm -hmm. from a life side. Mm -hmm. And that to me is... Huge, because what I also want to start doing, and um, this is where my speaking is coming in, is my my public speaking is talking to our youth about their opportunities Mm -hmm. that are in front of them today. Mm -hmm. So one of the conversations that I'm going to be having with that is on a a YouTube channel that's available now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm starting to roll that out, and that's called Alt-Rev Tech. Alt-Rev Tech is alternative revenue leveraging technology mm-hmm. um and that is really how do you use technology to create revenue
0: so AI and, and all that sort of stuff is like literally uh, okay not to run from it but maybe to run toward it and well this
1: this right here this is yeah, technology this yeah, is like how, exactly. do, how do we leverage this yeah, well, right what was beautiful is covid showed us how what was possible right. when it came to working
0: from home I had been working from home for five years before covid hit See, you had a crazy advantage. I didn't. I like as I, I had my own company laptop and 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 you know, I I would travel a lot, but I always had a home base, so that freaked me out for a while. I think that just that you're able to educate people, you know, that now have this like base of knowledge. I think it's beautiful uh that you do that. And so, hey folks, we're also gonna have uh several links to get to our, to get to our man, uh, Chris Ishan, which is also alt-rev tech, but also Chris Ishen.com, which then goes to, there's two ways to find you. What are the best ways that you want us to find you?
1: Well, Chris Ishen.com, that's the best, because everything's, <laughs> that everything's in there. Comprehensive, um,
0: well told, yep.
1: Yeah, I try, and and there's more to come. There's I've got a whole template of updates that I'm going to be adding to the page, so you'll be seeing some things there, and you're going to be seeing some coaching stuff rolling out uh, a bit that Craig and I have put together. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm just really excited about because this this is all the stuff, and I love you. You really led into it at the beginning of our conversation. Right. These are all the things, the tools I wish I had when I first got started. Like if somebody
0: would have handed me, these yeah, things, the it whole been like, point. Oh, how bad you're needed, how badly you're needed. And Chris, I think the number one thing is, I wanted to know, and thanks for making it really clear to me. Like the weirdest things, which is like always, how do you push past obstacles? But really, what it is is that it, it it's you've pivoted so many times, and you keep doing so, and you do it with grace, and you do it with precision. And, and those skills, like I said, again, uh, resilience really is the word that comes to my mind, um, is how teachable are they? And now I think I know the answer, which is quite if it's coming from you. Um, it's beautiful. Chris, I should. I am overjoyed that we got this first round. Oh, I lied. There's one more question. Will you come back?
1: Yep. You got it. Beautiful. <laughs> and I feel
0: happier already because there's definitely more to the story to be told. But folks... I feel as it again, you want a real arc to authenticity, we'll talk to Chris Ashton And keep watching, listening, liking, sharing. Chris, hit the buttons again, like you did at the beginning, I love that. Um, boom, 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 beautiful. <laughs> and work with people that have the joy, that want to help. I'll leave you with this, because it's the line that you said, Chris, that's just like I said, helped me i told that hurt my heart that really helped my heart which is just keep asking a question just keep asking the question just keep asking it it ain't intimidating it's like you just want to know you just want to know the answer that's all uh and i'm thrilled so folks we've turned into another episode of your message received we are delighted to have you here chris eichen thank you so much i acknowledge and honor you for being here thank you Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hey, folks, have a great rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back soon to drive more content through your front door. Have a great day, all. Be well. Ah. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.